Ciampanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. This is the podcast where we pick a music-related topic, then we watch video clips about that topic. And if you go to musicraygun.com, you can check out our video playlist to watch all the clips we talk about on every episode of the show. Right, Kirk? Mm-hmm. Kirk. Yeah. Today on the show, we're doing something a little different. Get a little, little, little somber, a little different. For, for this topic, this is an idea that you had. Yes. And as soon as you pitched it to me, I was immediately so on board. Yeah, you jumped hard. Like, usually our topics are, are specific and concrete things. An artist. Yes. A genre, an instrument. Your 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 idea here is a little something more abstract. What's our topic for this episode? Our topic for this episode is teen angst. Teen angst, not something I would have expected you <laughs> for me to want to talk about. So what exactly are we going to talk about when we say we're going to talk about teen angst? For me, this is the songs that uh, are from my teenage years. Sure. So, so these are all songs from the 80s. And these are the songs... Uh, hot take, I'm not a very angsty person. You may be the least angsty person <laughs> yeah, I've ever met. I'm not an angsty person. Yeah. But, you know, as a teenager, you have those moments you're like, mm, Sure, where you're cute. performing angst. Yes. Like you're trying it on. Yes. Yeah. And and you also generally feel, you know, that whole like, who the fuck am I? I'm ever going to have a girlfriend, all that. Yeah, very, everybody has their genuine yes. angsty moments. That's so. about as angsty I got as I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- these are the songs that I associate uh as being angsty when I was 18 that I would listen to or hear on the radio if I was driving through Cleveland just going oh man it's raining it's not fair yeah Yeah. see I pictured you like sitting in your house on like looking out a rainy window (laughs) and maybe just like touching the window window. a big sigh yeah my dad knocks on not now dad and like all by myself is playing, but not because that's not an Eric that's, Carmen, right? But Cleveland, that's Cleveland's own Eric Carmen. That's right. That's right. We talked about that. Yeah, uh, but that's not one of your solutions. Yes. I'm no. Just so now, now, did you take this? I took it in a couple different directions. Okay. Several of my choices are that. Yes, they're the songs that I was mm-hmm. angsty to, mm-hmm. and then some of them are just some some funny things that I picked. Oh, out. good. Yeah. Here's what I discovered uh, earlier this evening as I was just kind of going over uh, the list. Three of my songs are from the Pretty in Pink soundtrack. But you didn't realize that when you picked them? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I did not know that. All right. And then I, and then I saw them. No. Oh, yeah. That's, that's about right. Yeah. That's about right. I think my picks will have less to do with the time period that I was a teen because I... Wasn't as into when I was a teen. I was listening to like Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm. The Doors, uh, Zeppelin, stuff like that. So I'm not yeah, as tuned so into the music of my teenage years. Would that be like emo stuff, or is that a little later? Oh no, emo was later. I was it in was college later. when emo okay. was a thing. When I was in high school, that's when like new metal became a thing. Oh and, yeah, and, so and you were like it was all like biscuit, biscuit, and corn. corn. And, yeah, the, I was in high school for the worst. Yeah. Time for music. Yeah, those four years was real garbage. You were real like hot garbage. You were new metal and boy bands. Yes. Okay. Ninety six to two thousand. Okay. Was when yeah. I was in high school. Yeah. All right. But I was still, you know, a teen for a couple of years there, junior high, and we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, but I want to start with one of my clips, and it's not from my teenage years. Okay. This is a clip that almost made it into the punk episode. Oh, really? And then it almost became the punk B side. But I just, it didn't make the cut. And I'm glad I saved it because it works for teenagers. Oh, good. Uh, this is a clip from a, a, a local 
L.A. show in the 80s called Teen Talk, uh, hosted by Joseph Feinstein, who was a teacher at Grant High School in Van Nuys. Oh, my God. Uh, and he hosted this show from 1981 to 1990. It had 230 episodes. That's long. He was sort of like a proto Linda Ellerby, where he would just have <laughs> teens from his school on yeah. the show to just ask him, like, what's going on with teens? Yeah. How are you guys doing? So they did an episode on punk. Mm -hmm. And this is like the only, out of 237 episodes, this is the only one that exists on the internet because it sort of became like the uh, Quincy punk episode and the Chips punk episode. Mm -hmm. This is sort of like a cult classic thing with with punks. Interesting. Uh, So let's watch Joe Feinstein talk to teens about punk rock in 1982. In Van Nuys. In Van Nuys. This is great. clubs that don't allow minors (laughs) punk fans like the fact that their favorite music rubs the establishment the wrong way establishment in quotes some hardcore punk gives kids the option of joining a peer group that doesn't use drugs they're talking about straight edge okay that's what i thought i've seen beatniks hippies and flower children joe guthrie the beatles and the stones it seems the musical fashions change with each new batch of students that come into my classroom. So would this be cable access? Uh, this was on Channel 9, which is now, okay, nine. now yeah. it's our CBS affiliate. Yeah. At the time, I think it was not. Just but a I local station. Yeah. Interesting. But musical styles are still a very important form of communication for our young people. Hi, I'm Joe Feinstein. <laughs> hi, hi, Mr. Feinstein. <laughs> Mr. Feinstein, I'm going to be late with my history yeah. report. We're only, by the way, this the entire episode's on YouTube. We're only going to watch the first few minutes. Oh, wow. But the whole thing's there. And today on Teen Talk, we've invited a group of punk rockers and new wavers and all kinds of rock and rollers to talk with us about their extreme forms oh of communication. I, now, that's how he characterized them, but they're clearly just kids from Grant High. They're just nice. kids from high school who look completely normal. Yeah, yeah. They're not They're not like crazy punk. No. This isn't like that Regis and Kathy yeah, in the episode exactly. where they talk to like real New York yeah. punk kids. There's no safety pins in the lips. And... Right. But they're still awesome, these kids. Oh, wow. Welcome, panel. Welcome to Teen Talk. I'm wondering what kind of music... Why you talk on punk? A discussion with host Joe Feinstein and several teenagers on the subject of punk music. I like Axe a lot, and that's like well known. And I like the Urban Gorillas, which are getting up there. Okay, already great fucking taste. X and Urban Gorillas. It's not like they're just going like, yeah, I like the Clash. Yeah. These these LA kids know punk. Those are deep cuts. Yeah, X. Yeah, yeah sure. Well, I know X, but I've never heard. What'd you say? Gorilla? Urban Gorillas. Urban, never heard of that. I think they're Australian. Oh, okay. And Moocher and the Mooch X. I've never heard of Moocher and the wow. Mooch X. Wow. It's probably some local band. Yeah. Still, though. Urban Gorillas, Moocher and the Mooch X. Okay. And she just looks like a valley girl. Like, she, you'd see her at the mall. Yeah, she could... She looks like she likes the go-go. I mean, she literally is a valley girl. It's yeah, very nice. It's very but nice. yeah, she's, they're not, like you said, they're not, they don't have yeah. safety pins in their ears and shit. Okay, Rhonda, what's your style Rhonda's of music special. that you like? Okay, my style of music is basically right now country and western. Mm-hmm. I have um, heard other kinds of music, and to me right now, that seems to be my place. Why don't you like punk rock? I don't like punk rock for um, a few different reasons, mainly because of the violence that 
is thought of when you listen to punk rock or the words of the songs and the different kinds of dancing that punk rock has. It's more of an aggressive type and the whole idea is just very aggressive. Rhonda's a dweeb. Yeah, she's really. <laughs> well, Sushi's like country music. I was like, okay. Rhonda's a dweeb. I love Rhonda, though. <laughs> she's very well spoken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a straight A student. Yeah. She doesn't have any time for yeah. this. Yeah, she doesn't have time for this music. Nice. Yeah. This next kid is my favorite <laughs> Keith. Keith is so awesome. You're going to love Keith. Okay. Very aggressive. Okay, you're entitled to your feelings. Keith, what kind of music are you into? Yeah, like punk rock, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah, why, uh, why do you like this music so much, Keith? Well, I don't really like the hardcore, you know, like, no. no, like the slamming, you know, the violence and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not for me. What is the violence all about for the punks? Um, kind of an outlet, you know, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And basically, an ego trip, you know. Who's tougher than who? <laughs> this guy's great. Here's why I love Keith Wait. for two main reasons. What? What were you going to say? He's like, he likes punk. Yeah. But he doesn't like, I don't get what he does. Hardcore. Like. Hardcore punk. He doesn't like the really loud and fast, oh, okay. like okay. minor threats or like that. Okay. Which I can relate to because like I always say, I love punk, but I don't like going to shows. Was never into yeah. like the mosh pits. Yeah. I love Keith because, do you remember in the punk episode where we watched that interview with the guys who founded Punk Magazine? Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how like. They were like original New York punks compared to like the British punks with yeah. the Liberty Spikes and yeah. the fashion. And they were just like regular Joe Bag of Donuts yeah. kids who like going to McDonald's and drinking beer. Yeah. And they were just like, those other, those guys look like assholes. Yeah. They were like laughing at them. Yeah. Keith is like them. I could see that, yeah. He's just like a regular kid. He's the kid in school who was wicked smart but got shitty grades because he thought school was stupid and he was right. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just like a regular. He's an asshole. He's a little. <laughs> he's a little teen asshole. He's a little teen asshole. He's too smart for his own good. Uh, uh, and I just like his attitude. Late, we won't get that far, but there later, when uh, Mr. Feinstein is asking one of the girls about the band she likes, uh, she says the Cramps. Which, okay. Right on. They yeah. rule. And uh, and and Mr. Feinstein's like the Cramps. And Keith goes, yeah, like that time of the month. And, then, <laughs> and, and Mr. Feinstein turns to him and like kind of chuckles and goes, that time of the month. I'm like, oh, Keith, Keith, yeah. you got me. Because he's the kid in class who would say shit like that yeah. and somehow not get in trouble. Because like, he, he just... he's smart enough to not get in trouble. Yeah. 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 Little asshole. <laughs> That's it. All right. Uh, I'd love to know where they are now. Now this guy's interesting because he he's wearing a leather jacket and he looks like he's trying to be more punk than the yeah. rest. But in a weird way, he seems like way more clean cut than Keith. Yes, he seems le- yes, like he's, he's less of a smartass than yeah. Keith. Like he's trying on punk, yes. but he's not really punk. Did he say he likes mellow punk? Yeah, I think he's basically saying the same thing. Okay, Keith, Keith said that yeah. he's not trying to you know be violent yeah. about it. Or Give me the names of a couple of groups that, that you dig on. Uh, Season the Banshees. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, very popular with anybody nowadays. I think. Uh, I, would you call them punk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. X, T-S-O-L. Nice. Now this X, they have a, the, the lead singer in X is a guy named John Doe. Is that right? Yeah. Now what is the, I, I get the feeling as I was looking around and doing my research for this program was really an interesting job for me. And X with John Doe, those are two anonymous names. Why, why is everybody so anonymous? Is 
Mr. Feinstein is trying so hard He's to find trying. a foothold. Yeah. Like, just, that's the thing, right? Like, now in punk, you try to be anonymous. Like, everyone does that, right? right? right. Everyone. <laughs> Talk about it. But I, I want to underline the fact that I'm not making fun of Mr. Feinstein. No, he's great. I love teachers, and I love teachers like this. Yeah. Like, he is awesome. And I love yeah. that this was a thing. I love that he's doing this. He's yeah. just like, let him talk. And he's not being, he's not being uh, condescending. He's no, just, not at all. He just wants to know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he's not like trying to be cool and he's not condescending to yeah. him. It's the exact right note that a teacher yeah. should strike. Like, exactly. I just want to have a frank conversation yeah. with kids. And it comes off as square, but he's square. But he should be square. He should square. He shouldn't be cool. So yeah. that's why he's doing it right. Yeah. yeah. Cool teachers are actually yeah. a disease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't be going, hey, how about the class? Right. They're good. No, it's yeah. fine to ask, but don't pretend like you're a part of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, hey, I was listening to London Calling this weekend, you guys. Yeah. Pretty wild stuff. Pretty crazy. It's pretty up That there, Joe but, Strummer's uh, got something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I agree with you. I want so badly for someone to do a mini documentary that catches up with the kids from the, oh, the punk episode yeah. of Teen Talk now. Because oh, they'd be God. in their early 50s now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Depending on what year this is, I couldn't get an exact date, but um, yeah, I, I wish that someone yeah. would. I don't know. I feel like I'm the guy to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, Grant High School, if, if it's still open right up there in Van Nuys, maybe yeah. I could see if I could get, figure out who they were. Yeah. See if they still live in the area. See if I can get interviews with them. But put them on the see. show. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Do one, it. one of the girls, like right at the end of the episode, talks about when, when Feinstein's asking her, she's like, yeah, well, uh, my parents kicked. She's like, I I got uh, kicked out of school, and after I got kicked out, my parents kicked me out, so I'm like homeless right now. Oh wow! Was, and, 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 and like Feinstein clearly like it's time to wrap up the show. He's like, okay, well, you think you'll be okay? Like, <laughs> Kid doesn't really know how to follow up, and uh, it was Rhonda actually. Oh no, shit. no, I'm kidding. It's not Rhonda. Say. All right, let's change gears. Uh, introduce your first clip. Okay, this is uh, this song is actually from Pretty in Pink. Okay, but not this version. This is Nick Kershaw, Wouldn't It Be Good. Uh, Nick Kershaw, Brit 80s guy. Mm. I only know this song. This was his only song that was a hit in the U.S. Apparently, he's got like six or seven other huge hits in Europe. And he just didn't cross over? Didn't cross over at all. Now, I'm going to assume this is a cover of Wouldn't It Be Nice with a slight lyrics change. It's exactly right. Okay. It's exactly right. right. This is the... the um, the Pretty Pink version is a different guy. He wrote and uh, performed this, and then two years later, they got someone else on the uh, uh, Pretty Pink soundtrack. Mm. And it's not as good. This is a good version. But you'll hear this, and it's so teenage, like, you'll hear the, just the lyrics alone. You're like, this is so teenagery. Okay. I'm not familiar with the name Nick Kershaw. And this is, this is another example of early 80s video of, like, it has nothing to do with the song. Just throw things at it. So, like, you'll see his... He's wearing a white suit that becomes chroma keyed. Oh, nice. Which is really nice. I think that's straight out of the We Built This City uh, Oh, yeah. We'll video, this, this is before We Built This City. Okay. Right off the bat, that opening riff reminded me of... Uh, it's in the way that you use it by Eric Clapton from the, uh, the Color of Money <laughs> the Color of Money, yeah. Let me hear that again. Oh, yeah. It does. Oh, Clapton ripped him off. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it is similar. Yeah. But then it gets real, like, it gets going to get real synthy in a couple of seconds. I love the white suit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Real synthy. 
So what's your memory of this? Ooh, there's the chroma key. There's the chroma key. This is, when you hear the lyrics, you'll understand more. Okay. This is one of those, I never bought a Nick Kershaw album, <laughs> but this was on the radio a lot. Yeah. And I would listen to, I bought the Pretty in Pink soundtrack, so I'd hit it. But you can hear it right here. Yeah, so high school. This is straight out of a high schooler's journal. Yeah, yeah. this is like I've got it bad. Yeah. you don't know how bad I've got it. You've got it easy. <laughs> and like, just as a kid, you're like, "Yeah, man, you don't get it. I have it harder than you. No one understands me. Yeah, I'm unique. <laughs> My problems are unique, and they're so much worse than your problems. Right. So here's the hook. Oh yeah. If it was, but just one. Yeah. Just, that's yeah. Fair, yeah. Now, here's what's even better. This is this is why this song is so good. The second verse flips it. Okay. So then he re- discovers, oh, this other person's life is trash. No, it's from the uh, point of view of the guy that he's talking to. Okay. So you'll hear it in a sex news this course. Again. The stuff in the chroma key has nothing to do with what's going on. Right. They're not just putting designs on his suit now with the chroma key. It's entire footage of another yeah, thing. Which you're like, what is that? Yeah. It doesn't matter because it's the 80s. When we're saying they're chroma keying him, he's wearing a white suit and they're chroma keying his entire body. Yes. It's which a really... Uh, they're trying to do They're trying way hard. <laughs> now you're going to get to the second verse, which yeah. is from the other guy's point of view. Okay. Which gets real fascinating. Is he doing an accent? No, he's just, that's how he sings. Where is he from? England. It sounds like he's doing an offensive, like, Mexican accent. No, I think he's from, I think he's Bristol, I think. I love that. And then he's like, you're kidding me. I've got it so much harder than you. No, this is exactly teenage. Yes, like, exactly. And I love this, too, because... In the first verse, he's talking about, I'm so cold. Yes. And in this verse, he's so hot. <laughs> I don't want to be here no more. I don't want to be here no more. Oh, man. And he's he's upset. Yeah. But then it gets this gets really all sci-fi and Twilight zone in the video. Ooh. Which, again, has nothing to do with the song. Yeah, the video's sort of incomprehensible. Yeah. Like, it's as he, videos like, of the time so yeah, often were. He's like a spy with a secret, like, nuclear weapon thing in his. Mm-hmm. People are like, what's going on with him? But hearing this song, you as a teen, you'd be like, yeah. Oh, Anyone sure. else has got it easy. Yeah. Look at that guy. He's got it easy. I'm the one that's got it hard. Like, I'm, I'm willing to acknowledge that other people have problems, <laughs> but they're just not as bad yeah. as mine. I mean, I'm not a jerk. I get that people have problems. They're yeah. just not as... Mine's are worse. Like, I'm really... I just have such a depth of emotion inside <laughs> me that like, other people don't. Like, I feel things more than most people, and that's right. why I have it harder. I'm sort of an empath. <laughs> <laughs> so now all these people are singing the chorus to him like they're yeah. zombies... He falls down in pain. Oh. Not a good video. Because they're a bunch of adults. <laughs> Not that he's a teen, but there's, they're, they're yeah. giving the message like, we all have problems. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Go shut get a up. job. Yeah. Do your homework. 
But um, the thing we also understand as adults is that, in fact, teen problems, <laughs> while they can be pretty harrowing, yes. generally, yeah. it ain't shit. Yes, yes. <laughs> Wait till you get older. Yeah. And then he's like following a satellite, <laughs> and he's running to like a satellite. Yeah. Really, but I do love the song. This, to me, this is the epitome of '80s teen angst song. Do you have any specific memories tied to hearing it, or like? Not this one, no. no. Other videos I do, but this was just, it was more that whole like back and forth of like, I've got it bad, you don't. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I've got it bad, you don't. That's right on. Yeah. yeah. We all remember the feeling of yeah, like, exactly. not being understood. No one gets me. Because we couldn't really understand ourselves. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. We are going to move on to a time when I was a teen. All right. Specifically the summer of 1996, the summer before I started high school. Oh, God. And I remember a bunch of alternative radio hits that were mm-hmm. from that summer, including the one big hit by the band Not A Surf, who I Did, brought up a couple yeah, mini last, episodes yeah, ago, yeah. where I embarrassed myself to the lead singer that's on, right. on Twitter. Yes, yes. that's right. Uh, they had a song that summer called Popular, which is a really weird... Like I said, they are a great pop band who I love. But mm-hmm. their one big hit was almost a novelty song. It's a very strange song where the lyrics are like spoken and they are like advice from from a book of advice for teens. Do I in, in the know verses. This? You 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 might recognize I might know this. this song. Uh so I found a version of it um a live acoustic set that they did on a Dutch Music, music show called Two Meter Sessies. Oh, oh, good name. Or probably Sessies, but it's spelled like mm-hmm. Sessies. Uh, and this is from February of 97. So this was like, they've probably been playing this song everywhere for almost a year. Oh, but wow. they don't look like they're sick of it, but but mm-hmm. uh, but I like this version. I just chose this so that it's not the same old studio version. But an interesting fact, I found out this recently... All the lyrics come from an actual etiquette book for teens that was published in 1964. Oh, wow. Titled Penny's Guide to Teenage Charm and Popularity. (laughs) Which is surprising because the note I was going to give was when you listen to the advice, the advice in the first verse is actually really solid advice. Mm -hmm. And then it gets progressively more eyebrow raising. Like, and I thought it was something that the songwriter, that Matthew Cause was doing, like, this advice is getting shittier and shittier. Oh, but it's actually... But it turns out it's all from an actual... Oh, that's of, great. ...of advice for That teams. makes it even better. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We're wasting tape by the, by the hits. Oh. Here we go. It's also sonically, it's just a weird sound in the song. Not yet. That being said, I don't hate it. No. Three important rules for breaking up. Okay. I do know this song. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make a big production. Don't make up elaborate story. This will help you avoid a big tear jerking scene. If you want to date other people, say so. Be prepared for the boy to feel hurt and rejected. If you've gone together for only a short time and haven't been too serious, that's great advice. Yeah. When someone says you prefer the company of others, you're an exclusive company. 
And if you're honest and direct, and avoid making a flowery emotional scene when you break the news, the more respect for your frankness, and honestly, he'll appreciate the kind, straightforward manner in which you told me your decision. Unless you're a real jerk or a crybaby, you'll remain friends. I'm the head of the class. Oh, yeah. yeah. I totally know this song. So, oh, first first, yeah. excellent advice. Great advice. If you want to break some up with someone, pull the Band-Aid off. You're just going to make yep. it worse if you drag it out. Yep. And if, he, and if he's got a problem with it, like, at a certain point, you're just going to say, fuck it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. Even pull to this first, day. first, excellent advice. Yes. Also, by the way, that is the guy who I thought was a woman. <laughs> Singing <laughs> where I thought he said. No, that was, was a legit guy. mistake, though. I totally remember this song. This was a big so hit. Nice. Yep. yep. But I also loved it. Like, like, like I said, this was a hit the summer before I started high school. I was like, okay, this is this is perfect right now. This is perfect. Yeah. This is a learning experience. But I also got the irony. Yeah. Okay. Not as good. Yeah. <laughs> not as this good. is great. Not as good that advice. Yeah. Also, you're only washing your hair every two weeks. That's a little rough, I think. <laughs> I mean, I know it's like for long hair, it should be at least every other, every two days. Yeah. Ah, uh, I'm so glad about this song. Yeah. Also, like, he had to memorize all that. Yeah, that's tough. That's a lot. Okay, maybe. Uh, no, he won't. <laughs> I love the builds each time. Yeah, it like it's an odd song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems difficult to perform. Yeah, it really does seem difficult because there's no. It's not. The verses aren't musical. No, it's not. He's got to memorize that yeah. whole thing and yeah. think about it and get it out in the in, in the right kind of build. Yeah. It's just and I've like, seen I've seen YouTube videos of him doing it more recently, and he totally like he trips over himself. Yeah. And it's like I bet they don't play this. Maybe yeah. during the encore they pull it out, but yeah. I bet it's not every show. It's I, I will say this it, it, because it's only been like a year. It's yeah. not, it looks like they're having fun. Like, he's almost, like, laughing, yeah. like, I can't believe we got away with this song. Yeah. It's an odd choice for a first single, but it worked. It was a big hit. That's a I forgot about that song until this moment. Yeah. But yeah. that was a good song. It is. Yeah. And they're such a great band. Yeah. Uh, but so that was, uh, like I said, a very special summer for me. And I loved that song that yeah. summer. And it was it was perfect timing for that to come out. Yeah, the summer before I started. Right before high school. you started freshman year. Because I think it was the right attitude. That's just like take some advice, but some of it's bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you'll figure it out. Take everything with a grain of salt. And yeah, and have a sense of humor about it. Right, right, yeah. right. Uh, okay, this next artist is not again not someone I would have expected you to pick, <laughs> but clearly your angst took very uh, my my deep deep angst really again. From a pretty in pink. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that she was on the pretty... Suzanne Vega, Left of Center. I know one Suzanne Vega song. Is it Luca? No, it's... Oh, I do know Luca. Yeah. Tom's Tom's Diner. Diner. Tom's Diner, the DNA version, is a fucking club banger. It is, but so is the original uh, unmusical, just spoken word version. I like the club banger, because I can dance to it. But this was the first time I had ever heard of Suzanne Vega, Left of Center, and... Just the the uh, the hook of like, I'm left of center. I'm not. No one gets me, and I'm like I'm a little weird. Like yeah. I'm so random. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's. I think that is the more like now. Yeah. Kind of. No, thing. that was not an expression yeah, at the time. That was but not ex- like back then. You're like, why am I this way? Yeah. Why can't I be in the center? Oh. I, I or I want to be acknowledged. By the people in the center. That's you. I was the contrarian asshole who was like, well, I'm just going to embrace, like, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to feel rejected, yeah. then I'm just going to be contrarian and, yeah. and not like, very decidedly not like anything in the center. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And look, go for the weird shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which didn't do me any favors. <laughs> But it How sure stuck. It's, <laughs> it sure became a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, but I do actually generally like the song when it came out and liked it, uh, like it now. Yeah. And I don't know any other Susan Vega besides, like, I don't like Luca, I don't ever like that song. But this is all like, see, I'm left of center, oh. I'm off of the strip, yeah. And she does the thing, she does the Susanna Hoff looking in the side of her eye, yeah, and breaking the fourth yes. wall, yep. But also, it's like... This is great. By the way, never heard this before. Oh, no. Love it already. This is a hit. Love it already. And here comes the big... This is the big hook. Yeah. Right here. Oh, now this is ringing yeah. a bell. I'm in the fringes. Yeah. I'm on the edge. Marginalized. I'm marginalized. Yeah. But I'm but it's also I'm here. Like hi, I'm here. Yeah. I'm j I'm I'm not in the center, but I'm here. Right. Um and I didn't connect that much with that. Maybe a little bit. Um but as a teenager everyone's like, you know, we must be similar, if not the same. Yeah. Um a memory of this song is ridiculous. It never happened, but uh, Paul, when I was 16, I was a host of a teen cable access talk show. Really? Yeah. How have you never brought this up before? <laughs> yeah. uh, was it called Teen Talk? It was called Jet Set. Okay. Um, and it was like an hour-long talk show. Were you the sole host? No. Okay. There was rotating hosts. So you, there was host, co-host. There was like, not newscasters, but you do stories. Yeah. Like opinion pieces. And a lot of the time, I was the DJ. So I'd be like, hey, coming up next, we have ELO's Calling America. <laughs> um, How has this never come up before? <laughs> Were you saving it or hiding it? A little bit of both, because okay. it's real bad. I have some video of it, I was too. That was my next question. Yeah, I have video of it. Uh, of me of like 15 or 16. You've got to put that on YouTube. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah. And uh, one of the girls at the... This came out when I was doing that. One of the girls was like, we're going to do a, 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 a short film on this okay. based on this song. Right. We're going to do our video version of this. Okay. And we're going to be love interests and we're going to dance 
and we're gonna fight, and we're gonna do it in black and white, uh-huh. and we were gonna do it in the studio because we did it at this local access studio. Uh, and and she's like, it's gonna be like a real intense thing. Do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I really want to do this. I mean, never did it. Oh. never did it. But that's what I always think of with this song. It was gonna be this big emotional short video based on this song of like young love. Of like she was left of center. That's yeah. Right. She was left of center. I was in the center, and she was like, "I'm here." And yeah, it's gonna be. A You're whole probably thing. better off not having done it. <laughs> not just because it would not have been as good as you had it in your memories. Yeah. But because now you get to be angsty about it for the rest of your <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah. What could have been? Yeah. What could have been? With yeah. I think her name was Tanya. Of course it was. <laughs> yes. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was. Uh, I, I did some a little the things uh, you regret. Thing. <laughs> not look. They say you regret the things you didn't do, not the things you did do. And That's you're living true. proof, Kurt. I'm living proof. You never did your original version of the left of center <laughs> video with Tanya. With Tanya for Jet Set in right. Cleveland, Ohio. I bet you picture so clearly in your mind the footage of what it would have looked like. Yes. And it's so much more professional than it actually would have been. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Because it was big in scope. Right. And it was going to be like. And it's on film, not yeah. video tape. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was going to take days instead of it was just going to be in our fucking tiny studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was probably walking around a bare stage. But that's what I mean. Like you get to have the cinematic vision yes. yeah. without the disappointing reality. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is better. Yeah, is oh, better. absolutely, it way is. better. Yeah. Uh, okay, my next pick is completely not something I had as a kid. It's okay. something I discovered as an adult. Uh, but I wonder if you remember it because this is from 1988. So you might have been a little old yeah. for it if that was the year you graduated high school. Yeah, I graduated in '88. So probably you could have even been in college when this came yeah. out, depending. But uh, as most of us know, Jane Fonda released workout home videos in the 80s that were a big hit. Yep. And that spawned a whole cottage industry yes. of home video workout tapes, including one that was made for teens by Who's the Boss's Alyssa Milano. Mm, I love Alyssa Milano. And it was called Teen Steam. Does that ring a bell for you? It does no, not. No, because you were too old for this. Yeah, because I was too old for this. A 16-year-old Alyssa Milano made a workout tape that's aimed at probably 12 to 16-year-old yeah, exactly. yeah. girls. Yeah. And you weren't the target audience. No, I was gone by that. Yes. Uh, but this is the original song from Teen Steam. We're not um, going to watch any workout footage. Okay. We're going to watch the music video for the song Teen Steam. Okay. Uh, which, if you bought the video, you got a single, you got a 45 single <laughs> of Team Steam. <laughs> yes, you did. And uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being bad and 10 being great, how good do you think this song is going to be? Ironically or in reality? Like if I'm going to enjoy, enjoy it ironically? <laughs> Both. 10. Yeah, you're right. Uh, um, uh, is it good? I'm going to say... 2.4. I was going to say 3. So, okay. Yeah, okay. Here's here's what I'll say before I play it, though. I apologize to you and anyone listening because I guarantee over any other song on this list, this is the one that's going to get stuck in your head for the next couple of days. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I feel a lot better. It's like from the end of the workout video, right? You do it over and over again. Not only does it help work out stress, but it also... It's a lot of fun, and it's a great way to keep in shape. And it's way cool. <laughs> oh, she does not have the courage of her convictions when she says that. 
Who's this cool dude? You. With oh his my god! Pants tucked into his high tops. He just came out of the mirror magically. Yeah. He's just a cool 1988 dude. How do you do that thing with your fingers? You mean this? She made him disappear. What is? Well, what is wasn't that effect what is, special? Okay. Oh okay. my god. That. Oh my god. She didn't. <laughs> Did, was she ad libbing, or did someone write in the church lady? Someone reference? wrote in, "Do yeah. the church lady," and she's a fucking pro. She's like, "Okay, I'll do the church lady." Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. Kids, kids love Dana Carvey. Kids love the church lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oof, oof. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to the song. Stuff, stuff like that makes me real clammy. Yeah. Oh my god! Look at that tape deck. But the song is all about like. Hey, exercise is a fun and healthy way to work out all your teen angst, your teen steam. Oh! Get it? You've yeah. got to let the steam yeah. out. So you should exercise. I, mean, I agree with her. It's not It's not a bad message. Yeah. This was made for a dollar. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love this so much. This was, yeah. This is like the demo on the Casio oh, keyboard you get. Oh my god. She is clearly, like, she's got a big smile on yeah. her face. But I think, and maybe I'm projecting, but it seems to me like she's genuinely smiling because she's laughing at how ridiculous this I is. I think she's kind of like, I'm just going to embrace this dumbness. Yeah, she's having fun, like, oh yeah. my god, I can't believe it. Because I'm, I'm a fucking this. pro. Right. I'm shocked at how low budget this is because if she was doing. Uh, say, uh, not, uh, I'm sorry. Who's, Who's the, the boss? boss? Yeah, which was a huge show. Yeah, I, you would think that there'd be a higher quality production company doing. But this why video. spend the money when you? It's just a cheapy cash in. It's hey, like pump out those VHS tapes, man. Kids want high quality video, <laughs> but they'll buy it if it's not. <laughs> yes, you just got to sell it on TV. Which apparently it was sold on TV aggressively. Wow, I don't even remember this. Yet. Oh my god. What does that mean? Sometimes I feel like, like I'm li- living on the edge, edge, halfway between a feather and a sledge. What? <laughs> I'm not going to figure I, about I, it. I too can't much. even I can't even ponder. I'm, no, I'm just going to assume that it's not so deep that I can't figure out what it means. I'm just going to assume it's nonsense. Yes. Wow. No, she fully knows that this is dumb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But teens do deal with a lot of pressure. They do. And what do you do? You exercise. Oh, here comes the chorus. Gotta let it out. This is fucking great. (laughs) This is way better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, well, she actually had had a a singing career for a little while. I love too that they're showing uh, uh, behind the scenes footage. Yeah, because this is now this is like the end of the workout video, wow. and they're gonna play into the credits. This so is they're great. just showing some footage from like, and of course this footage of her in a quote unquote recording <laughs> recording studio. Yeah. And there is ah, the production on this music is insane. It's, it's just it's literally one guy on a cast. Oh like yeah, you said. yeah. Her voice is way better than the yeah. music deserves, oh, yeah. honestly. 
also the the whole like look at the camera the whole time while you're singing the song into the mic. This is this is a uh, weird post um, post Bengals video. <laughs> yeah. Why, yeah. Oh god. But yeah, it's that's, that's my favorite lyric by the way. She's got pressure from her family, pressure from her friends, pressure from inside of me. The thing is. That's the worst kind of that's, pressure. Yeah, and it's it's the only real one too. Yeah, and so the, that's the pressure. Because that all that pressure you think your yep. family and friends are putting on you, you're really putting on yourself. Really, aren't yes, you? yeah. really. So it's really all in here. It's, yeah, and you need to let it out. And it, it, no matter what the case, exercise is a healthy way to let off it that is. teen steam. It is. Yeah. All teens know that, by the way. <laughs> well, they did after Alyssa Milano <laughs> yes. taught them. Yeah, before they were doing just a ton of drugs. Yeah. If you're anything like me, you will be singing this for the next couple days. Whether you want to be home, going yeah. Team Steam, yeah. <laughs> which is great. This is, by the way, this song is also so long. It's so long. <laughs> if you, if you had said this was like a joke thing, I would have been like, "Oh, this is really well done." Like a comedy sketch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, they're not winking at all." Yeah. Wait, I think it, her mom or dad was one of the executives. Oh, I'll producers. get to that. Okay. I've got some notes. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, a little guitar jam now. Yeah, this part rules. <laughs> oh my god. I'll get to that. Okay. Music supervisor and original score by Tom Milano. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Rap written by. Do you know who Jason Harvey is? No. He's the brother of, of Fred Savage on The Wonder Years. Oh, that guy? Yeah. The guy who plays Wayne? Yeah. <laughs> he wrote the rap for the, whatever this is. I bet he's in it. Oh, my God. I haven't checked to see if the entire VHS is uploaded to YouTube, but I hope uh, it is. Uh, this is. This is a gem. This goes on for so long. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 not catchy. It's an earworm. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's buried. Yeah. This dancing is unbelievable. Oh, it's great. And you see all the all the steam, all that dry ice steam that's on the, the set. That's yeah. this. You are the body. This is the steam yeah. coming out. Because they're letting off all that pressure from inside of them by working out. They're they're team steam. Team steam. It's real. She can dance too. I mean, Alyssa Milano is a super talent. Yeah. I have no part of me wants to make fun of Alyssa no, Milano. No, she's great. Yeah. I mean, she's great looking. She still looks like she's yeah. got to be. She's about your she's age. She's like two years younger than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She looks she's, as good yeah. as she ever did. She's a badass on Twitter. She's a badass. Yeah. What other credit? I thought it said saying? Scott Bale for oh, a second. No, Scott Bebo. I was going to barf for a yeah. second. <laughs> Hey, Scott Bayo still ruled at this point. He's in the middle of charging Charles in Charge. I loved Charles in Charge when I was like seven years old. I mean, I mean, I I have a story to tell, but that's still tell off air. Okay. Right. <laughs> Copyright J two Communications. Yeah, yeah. So I found uh, an interview with Alyssa Milano from two, 2015. Oh, okay. Where the interviewer was like. I grew up with this dumb video, <laughs> and I got the chance to interview Alyssa Milano. I had to yeah. ask her about it. And Alyssa Milano like has a good sense of humor about it. Oh, great. But was like, it's pretty cringy, I know. <laughs> but she's like, but it had a good message and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. She's like, and, and to the interviewer, she's like, 
women our age do come up to me still all the time and we're like i love team steam oh that's very like, cool. it was popular yeah. with that age group at i could the see time. that like i said they sold it on tv and so yeah. i think it did well i'm sure it probably yeah. made back its five dollar budget <laughs> uh but part of the article i read said tiffany and michelle were supposedly stressed out and coming over to Alyssa's. that's those are the two girls okay, who were dancing yeah. with her as the theme song says let off some of that steam not surprisingly, Milano confirmed to me that the two girls weren't her real friends, but were cast to be her gal pals. What a shock. However, the jamming song that played against dancing teenagers and a lot of, you know, steam was all real, pure 80s pop. <laughs> Alyssa, who by 1988 had recorded hit albums released exclusively outside of the United I States. Heard that's true, yes. Chose to sing the tune herself. Apparently she had a big hit in like Japan. Yeah, she was a big like Jap- star in Japan. Yeah. Uh, the song was written and produced by her dad, Thomas Milano, who was, th- who was then and continues to be a music editor for movies such as Moneyball. No fucking way. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So he's a guy who does music for movies, and he wrote Teen Steam for uh, Alyssa's workout video. That's... I bet he wrote it in five minutes. I'm sure he's just like, yeah, here you go. Yeah, yeah. Teen Steam. Yeah, yeah, Do you want me to do the casting? I'll do the casting. It's fine. Yeah. This was a gem. Yes. Wow. Love Alyssa Milano. Oh, yeah. This I is mean, great. even I'm not too young to have had a crush on her. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, even though I was like maybe seven. Yeah. Watching Who's the Boss. That's that's perfect though for you. I mean, you yeah. know, you're like, this is a you know, quote unquote older woman. You're like, yeah. wow, she's she's great. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, so that was teen That was Not a part of my childhood, but I had to, no, I had to was, put oh, it in the teen angst. That was. I had it sitting in my bank of videos. Yeah. Like for an episode of the podcast someday. Then or like maybe for a grab bag. And yeah. then we decided we were doing teen angst. I was like, I know. The first thing I was like, I know what's going in. Yeah. Teen Steve. That yeah. was wonderful. Okay, let's move on to uh, another one of your picks. Okay. Not from the Pretty in Pink soundtrack, but uh, from the soundtrack to another John Hughes movie. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Right. But uh, this, the original version was in Pretty Pink. The Smiths version Yeah, is? the Smiths version. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, people know by now what we're talking yes, about. Yes, this I is assume. Please, Please, Please Let Me Get What I Want. Yes. Uh, by the Smiths, but this is the cover version yes. of uh, that the Dream Academy did. Right. And the version that's in Ferris Bueller's is an instrumental version. Yes. Which is also excellent but on its own merits. Yes. The scene when they're in the art museum, right? Oh, yeah. It's the montage where they're looking at the yep. art. It's beautiful. Uh, but this is the full sung version. Yes. And this is by... Do you, do you know the Dream Academy? I know this song and like a couple they, other songs. Their biggest hit was Life in a Northern Town. Yes, I know that. That's their yes. huge hit. Yes. They have another song, which was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off at the very end, called Edge of Forever, which is the moment that... Um, Him and Sloan are like saying goodbye. Yes. Yeah. And even to this day when I hear that song, I'm like... I like yeah. I, 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 I get all the feels. When he, when he leaves and Sloan says, I'm yeah. going to marry him. And marry him. Because... Yeah. I mean, every guy my age is like, Sloane's going to be my girlfriend. Right, I yeah. Why Sloan. not me? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why, why can't, why can't Sloane love me? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I I wasn't an 80s kid, but they played Ferris Bueller on cable yeah. all the time in the mm-hmm. 90s, and I also had a crush on Sloane. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. And then the, the music with it. But this is a great... I love this. I, this is a great song yeah. with, like most Smith songs, hilarious lyrics. Yes. Like, the music belies how funny the song is. Uh, and then when the Dream Academy does it, they sell it even harder. Yeah, because, you know, they have an oboe. 
Yeah, it's 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 an exact cover, except yes. that Johnny Marr's guitar lines are a synth and an oboe. Yeah, which is great. Which is, is pretty unique. Which is very 80s. Yeah. And somehow it's an even softer version of this Yes. We, like, it's, it's, not as, it's not as muscly as Morrissey's. <laughs> which is really or, yeah. hard to do. <laughs> it's a very ethereal. Oh, that's a perfect word yeah. for what it is. <laughs> really sanded off all the rough edges around, around Morrissey's <laughs> voice. Right. Yeah. But just this freaking chorus yeah. is so teenagey. Oh, yeah. Of like, just please, just once. Just once. God knows it would be the first, first time. time. Yeah, oh, my true. God. <laughs> I. Very much remember driving in my mom's car yeah. a Friday or Saturday night by myself. Not playing this, but playing Pretty Pink soundtrack. Playing along with your oboe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Driving an oboe at the same time. <laughs> but just that idea, because if I'm remembering correctly, uh, the Pretty Pink version, it was the last song on side two. Yeah. And so you just play it and play and play it and just be like, can I just do what I want? Driving my car. Lord, for me the first time. Now, did you did you get at the time that Morrissey was making fun of you? No. Actually thinking that? No, yeah. Full disclosure, I didn't know he was making fun of me, so you just said it now. So if you saw my confused face about a minute ago, I already... I, I'm like, was he making fun? I mean, there's there's layers of irony to Morrissey's lyrics. He, I'm not saying. I think he's he's saying I genuinely feel this way. Yes. But also, it's a dumb way to think. Like, <laughs> okay. Please That's let cool. me get what I want. God knows it would be the first time. Like it's such a shitty teenage attitude. Yeah. Like, I never get what I want. Oh, I am getting what I want. Well, it's about time. It's like <laughs> that attitude. Lord knows. Yeah. It would be the first time I've ever gotten anything. It's very teenage. Dude. Yes. I love that as an 80s kid, you subconsciously picked all John Hughes <laughs> I know. soundtrack songs it's without really even weird. realizing it's it. It's yeah. really weird. I mean, as an 80s, I, I ride hard for Pretty and Pink. Uh, mainly because to me, it's the best soundtrack, and uh, it's got James fucking Spader, uh, who I love. Yeah. I once, someone tweeted a tweet that went semi-viral, and it was something about wanting the main character to fall in love with Ducky or like that thing of oh she should have been with Ducky he yeah. was the one who really loved her and I tweeted like a reply to that where I was like I always wanted Ducky to hook up with Alana who was the Annie Potts character yeah oh Annie Potts is great and John Cryer liked my oh. tweet but I didn't like at him or anything but he saw it and he liked it and I was like he agrees. I was like, Ducky, John Cryer also wanted Ducky to hook up with Annie Potts. Yes. Because Annie Potts is like the Bailey from WKRP yes. of Pretty in Pink. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that is spot on. Yeah. That is spot on. Well, the person who tweeted that, they, the first version of that, they did get Ducky, not Ducky and Annie Potts, Ducky and Molly Ringwald did yeah. get together. Oh, really? Yeah. What happened was they did, uh, uh, well, this movie just became movie Reagan, but real quick. <laughs> They did the ending where uh, Ducky and uh, Molly Ringwald become a knight. Okay. And Molly Ringwald was like, "I kudos to Molly Ringwald. She's like, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. He, she should just go with Blaine. Yeah. She, that's because 
Ducky is the John Hughes analog and he wrote his wish fulfillment. Yeah. Like that, that Ducky character does not end no, up with the girl he has he a crush on in real life ever. No, she goes with Blaine. Yeah. And so John uh John Hughes is like, okay, yeah, let's well, let's refilm it. Let's yeah. reshoot the whole prom. But what had happened was they'd already wrapped and Andrew uh, McCartney uh was doing a play on Broadway and he'd shaved his head. Oh. So they brought him back and he's in this awful fucking wig. <laughs> so if you ever watch Pretty in Pink, you're like, God, his hair looks fucking shitty. Because he's wearing a wig because uh, they had to do reshoots. Uh, okay. So, well, uh, good for Molly Ringwald. Yes. Because I agree. It would it would have it would have made 15-year-old boys happy, but it would have been false. I wouldn't have liked it. Yeah. Um it, it it's it would have made them happy on the surface, but deep down inside they would have known it was wrong. It's like wrong, it's fake. False hope. He didn't get what he wants. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, I see where you're going here. This one is straight up music that I listened to. And I figured this had to be. Uh, this next song is One by Metallica. Mm-hmm. Famous song, famous video. Yeah. I did have a period where I was super into Metallica when I was like 14 or 15. Wow. Uh, just to get, to get really granular and specific. Yeah. I remember when I was in high school, I got chosen in my school to do a sleep study. Where for one week, I just had to keep a journal where I woke up in the morning and had to write down, like, like rate how I felt I slept and just sort of describe how I slept and if I had any dreams or whatever. I had to do that for a week and I got like a $50 gift certificate to Circuit City. That's fucking great. Yeah. It was so easy and it was free money. Yeah. And I used it to buy three CDs. Okay. Tell me all three. Nirvana's Bleach. Okay. Their first album. And two Metallica albums, the Black Album and and Justice for All. Did you go? Which has one on it. Did you go in going knowing you were going to buy those, or were you yes. like searching? Okay, hundred percent. Okay, it was a plan. It was a plan <laughs> the day they offered me. Do you want to do a sleep study and get a fifty dollar gift certificate to Circuit City? And I said yes. I'm going to use that gift certificate <laughs> to buy these three CDs. Oh, good. That's what I want. Good plan. Yes, it worked exactly as planned. And I have a very specific memory, another specific memory of uh, my brother's two years older than me. And when he was looking at colleges, uh, he probably would have been a junior and Mm. I would have been a freshman. And he was looking seriously at the University of Maine. Okay. So my family took a road trip up to Bangor Mm -hmm. for like the tour and stuff. Yeah. And I remember on the car ride up listening to Injustice for All. On my dad's disc man. <laughs> oh my god! And listening to this song, and like listening to the lyrics and being like, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" Because your angst was very like, uh, and yes. mine was like, Ugh. "Yeah, that's exactly that's right." right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, now, I didn't really listen to the lyrics because I heard them as understanding my teen angst. <laughs> but this song is an anti-war song. Are you familiar with the song? I think I know the song, yes. So this is a musical adaptation of the novel and the movie Johnny Got His Gun. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. And the video good. features footage from the movie. Yeah. And uh, if you're not familiar with it, it is the story of a World War One soldier who loses his arms, legs, eyes, ears, teeth, and tongue yes. in a grenade blast. But is, is still fully conscious. So he's got locked-in syndrome. He okay. can't communicate yeah. with the outside world at all. But he's fully conscious. That's it's a nightmare. nightmare. Yes, that's everyone's nightmare. Uh, and that's what the lyrics to the song are about. But mm-hmm. it's just like, 
I'm in a prison of my own body. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in a prison of my own body. And it's like, no one can hear me. And I'm like, no one hears me either. But it's about a World War I soldier with locked-in syndrome. And here's my ignorant ass at 14. Like, yeah, darkness is imprisoning me too. And I'm like, it gets Paul And so not getting the actual like message that has yeah. a point and just being like, yeah, yeah. but to my credit, Musically, it is a dumb Metallica song. Oh my god, I uh, forgot. I forgot about this. It's song. a really it's good. The video is creepy. Yes, because yeah. this movie seems creepy. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I don't think I could. Uh, I totally remember this. Yeah, it was a big hit. This they played this a lot. Fun fact: the band bought the rights to the movie after the video was a hit because they didn't want to have to keep paying royalties to play it. So they just outright bought the That's rights to the movie. Fucking smart. Yeah, that is really fucking smart. Yeah, yeah this is straight. The video works so well. It really with does. The, uh, with the footage. They do a good job of this video. Hell yeah. This is Jason Robards playing oh, the shit. kid's dad. And the, the soldier was played by Timothy Bottoms. Oh, last picture show. Yes, and the paper chase. Yes, and George Bush in That's My Bush. That's right. Yeah. Oh my god. I still kind of like Metallica, like I, just because of the nostalgia from this period of my yeah. life, where I was like, "Yeah, I my always, stupid family's got to go to Bangalore, and no one understands bullshit, me. Man. What, what can I do? What I want to do? Because <laughs> no one can hear me." Yeah. I. Uh, Big shock. Do not like the music Metallica at no, all. No, I wouldn't. But I always get the impression that they're really cool. Oh, I think the opposite. Are they now. not cool? I think they're so cheesy. I always thought that they're not not cool as in like cool guys. Yeah. But like they're they're not dicks to people. Oh no, they're dicks. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, good. I hate them more. Than <laughs> okay, I can hate their music. They're the ones who suit Napster out of existence because they didn't want kids getting their music for free. Why should kids get music for free? <laughs> Pay for it like all of us. Because kids don't have money. Uh, that's bullshit. But yeah, this song is... This, this is, part sucks, but later when it's the guitar solo, it rules. This is this is uh, perfect because this would be like me watching MTV going Metallica. Okay, this is on VH1. This is this is music designed to appeal to a fourteen year old boy. Yes, like I can still see like, oh yeah, I thought this was badass when I was fourteen. Yeah, would you like to listen to this uh, like in your bedroom with your uh, uh, headphones yes. on? And Absolutely, not with the headphones bed. on on the on the the CD boombox, okay. but in my room with the door closed yeah. and like over and over <laughs> just hitting repeat yeah. repeat but the very the very specific memory is that car trip up to in fact i just got a sense memory a, a detail i forgot where we like stopped at uh you know a drugstore to get snacks or yeah. a bottle of water or anything i had to get batteries because i killed the batteries in the disc man <laughs> in the middle of the cd and i was like i gotta finish listening to one <laughs> bullshit i could get batteries now yeah. <laughs> Such bullshit that i have to get batteries <laughs> yeah, right. Did 
said nothing is left but pain now. In the context of yeah. the literal interpretation about this World War One soldier with locked-in syndrome, literally true and kind of deep. But I was taking it as like, yeah, all I have left is pain. I have pain as a teenager. I'm 14. I gotta get new batteries. <laughs> yeah. It hurts. Yeah. There's nothing left in these batteries but pain. <laughs> Am I remembering? Did Rita Lankovic do a spoof of this? I think no. I think he did a spoof of Enter Sandman. Okay, okay. Or it's in one of his polka medleys. Okay. So yeah, the scene from the the movie is the voiceover of the guy. Yeah, it's so talking about how you can't tell if he's dreaming or not. And yeah, you, yeah. They can't hear me. But again, there's me going like, yeah, what is reality? <laughs> what is it? Am I, is this just a dream? Is this just a nightmare that I'm living? Am I going to wake up and have a totally different life? Yeah. This was, this was before Metallica was considered to have sold out, though. Yeah. So Before they, like, when they cut their hair. And... Well, even uh, hardcore Metallica fans think they started to suck in 91 when they released the Black Album, which is the oh, one that has okay. Enter Sandman on it. Oh. That was their first big, like, commercial sellout. Do hardcore Metallica people think Enter the Sandman's a pop song? Yes. <laughs> that was their big sellout. This was their last album before that. The thing on the guy's face is... Yeah, well, because he doesn't have eyes or a nose yeah, or a mouth. so just... Yeah. Ugh. That movie must be so creepy to watch. So creepy, yeah. It looks like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, I can't... I mean, how do they make it out a full-length movie? That's what I'm curious about. Well, he has... Um, he, like, flashes back to past oh, memories. okay. And those scenes are in color. Oh, okay. And then the scenes of him in the hospital are black and white. All right, now the song starts to rule. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, this is like him oh, having yeah, a memory. This is the creepy part, see, where it looks like he's twitching. When he looks like he's twitching, to me, it looks like he's jamming out to Metallica. <laughs> he's headbanging? Yeah. No, in the movie, he's tapping out Morse code with his head. Oh, wow. And you'll see the scene where they say, What's he tapping out? SOS. Help me. Oh, because all of his voiceover is his own internal yeah, monologue. Internal monologue. Obviously, he can't communicate. Yeah. This, now, now this rules. <laughs> Even now, just, to me, this rules. Now it's just like yeah. yeah. The slow ballady part at the beginning is pretty corny, but yeah, here we go. Oh yeah, that 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 sound. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this is going to sound like a dumb question. Yeah. Does the song have the voiceover on it? No. Just the video? That's just the video. Okay. But the song is straight up about... It's about this yeah. this story. Yeah. No problem. It's about you. I mean, the, the lyrics here are, Darkness imprisoning me, all that I see, absolute horror. <laughs> and again, yeah, literal interpretation... Spot on for yes. telling this story. Me as a 14-year-old is like, yeah, darkness yes. imprisoning me. They get me. Yeah, this part rules. I still <laughs> I still like it. It's pretty cool. It's pretty good. Uh, 
Yeah, I missed the part where he says, Landmine has taken my sight. That's a little hard, <laughs> yeah, too. You missed that part, yeah, Paul. Yeah. Young Paul missed it's that. Selective hearing. Yes. Yeah. Killing me, yeah. In the movie, he he communicates, or and and the book. Dalton Trumbo wrote the book and directed okay. the movie. Oh, wow! So the character taps. He communicates to a doctor. He he says, "I want you to tour me around in a glass case as like a freak to show the world the horrors of oh war." My God. And the army's like, "Yeah, we're not going to do that." That's not and that's happen. when he's that's when he just starts to tap out. Kill me! Wow! Yeah, pretty creepy. Yeah. Good job, Metallica, for uh, seeing Reg- that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this this kicks ass. This 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 Kirk Hammett solo kicks ass. So, wouldn't hardcore Metallica fans love this? They do. They okay. love this album. They'll okay. they'll give you Ride the Lightning and especially Master of Puppets. Okay, I heard that name. And then and then they'll still like Injustice uh, for All. Okay. He can't die, and he can't communicate anything. Neither can you. Nope. Nope. Young Paul can't die. Neither can I. 14-year-old me. Yeah. This is the last scene in the movie. This is how it ends. I'm just saying, kill me. SOS. Help. And we don't know if they they kill him. They do not. The nurse tries to. Uh And then they catch her, and they stop her, and he's just condemned to... Ah... That is fucking horrific. It fades out on him just saying, SOS, help me, SOS, help oh me. Oh my god. Yeah, it's everyone's worst nightmare. Yeah, this is horrific. Yeah. It's also <laughs> metal as fuck. <laughs> attacker went, we're going to make this into a jam. Yeah. And then me, just so perfectly and completely misunderstanding the point of the song. Yes. <laughs> when... When you were a kid, did the video resonate with you about the, the movie parts? I didn't see the video until later because... Oh, you were allowed. Was, oh, no, at that point I was watching okay. MTV. It's more just that when I got into it, the song was already 10 years old and they weren't showing it on MTV. Oh, anymore. okay. Okay. So I didn't see it until way later. Got it. Yeah. Um, this is this is 97, 98 when I'm listening to it. And this album came out in 88, so... Oh, it's not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's not. It's not. They're That's not playing right. it on MTV. Anymore. That's right. They're playing uh, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Backstreet Boys and uh, uh, yeah. Biscuit. But every generation of angsty piece of shit fourteen-year-olds discovers Metallica yeah. on their own. So. So that was the one that was truly wow. like me at fourteen. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's vintage Paul right. Imprisoned there. by darkness. <laughs> Paul Giovanelli, imprisoned yeah. by darkness. Yeah, that was yeah, that's who I was. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's so great. But then also like not not being goth or like yeah, that's the thing enacting too. it in any way. Yeah, you know, just, just keep, it's just the get, getting A's and looking like a dweeb. Yeah, and being like there's darkness all around me. <laughs> but in the inside, yeah, tormented, yeah. Oh, yeah. tormented Paul, super tormented. Yeah, all right. Really interested in this next song, which I don't know. Oh my gosh. But I love these artists. This is a, a duet, Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush, Don't Give Up. Yeah. Off of uh, the big Peter Gabriel album. Uh, so? So. Oh, this is on So? This is on So. Oh, then I probably do know. This was like the the last single off of So. I okay. Think. One of the, yeah, because Sledgehammer had come out in your eyes yeah. and uh, uh, Red Rain had come out. And then this one. Now, funny... Very similar to the Metallica song. Uh, 
to me, this song is just a sad song. Yeah. But it's a, and like, you'll hear the chorus, and it's like, don't give up, and because you have friends, but it's still real sad. Yeah. But the song, I just learned like two days ago, the song's basically inspired by Peter Gabriel looking at photos of uh, Depression era farmers who are oh. unemployed. So the whole song is about this guy who's like, I'm unemployed in the depression. Yeah. What do I do? It's about like Dust Bowl Okies. How do I get through this horrible time? And I'm going... Which one of my children am I going to have to sell? And then I'm just like, oh, and then there's me going... Don't give up. Yeah. <laughs> you thought it was a teen anti-suicide yeah, or something. <laughs> um, so, That's yeah. But this is, yeah. uh, I always associate this as a sad song. I think it's a beautiful song, too. But it's one of those songs you listen to, like, I feel like I want to be sad today. Yeah, sure. I know that I've heard all of So, yeah. but probably not since before I was fully aware of who Kate Bush was. Yeah, so I don't think I even like registered yeah. who the guest uh, was on the song. And this video was uh, a big video. It was directed by Godly and Cream. Ooh. Yeah. We've talked... We'll, ha- we'll have to do a we Godly and Cream was, episode. We need yeah. to do a Godly and Cream episode. Yeah. But... The second, uh, first, maybe ahead of the big new Rubchinsky, the only ones who were ahead of him in yeah. terms of being video vanguards. Yeah, I agree. So... Is that Kate Bush that he's yeah. holding creepily? Yes. In opening shot? Now, here's the thing. Yeah. This is the whole video. Oh, just them holding each other? Just them holding each other and oh. the camera circling around them okay. for like five minutes. <laughs> Why yeah, this yeah. is about the dust bowl. Yeah. yeah. You think maybe after Sledgehammer, Peter Gabriel was like, let's keep it simple. Like, I want a real simple <laughs> concept for this. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. This is a solar eclipse? Yeah, like the sun sets or something like that throughout the song. Yeah. And then the, the 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 camera stays there, but the, the platform there on turns. Yeah. And then it's the Kate Bush part that made me always made me sad. Because it's the depression. Yeah, but and you're just like, oh, they're yeah. right. They're not being I yet. do have friends. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm going to hang on because we got to pick up basketball game on Thursday. And I don't want to miss right. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. I think that's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. Man, Peter Gabriel can write these songs that make you feel some kind of way. Though, really? Right? It's crazy. Yeah. I know the bigger the bigger kind of angsty song is In Your Eyes, which I do love. And sure, that, I mean, that song still gets me. It's still great. Also Salisbury Hill. Oh, Same thing. Fucking Salisbury Hill. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Something, something about the the tone and timbre of his yeah. voice, and yeah, he could just write a song that like guts you. Yeah, you don't even know why. You're just on the edge of like, why am I feeling this way? And you're like, I don't even know. And it's pure. Like you don't even have to listen to the lyrics. It's, it's, apparently, I didn't. Pure. You know. <laughs> and I mean, like exactly. It's just the feel. Yeah. It's just the feel. He's good at that, man. Yeah. And then I'll write a song like fucking Sledgehammer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. And just the, the Kate Bush part always kills me. Yeah. The, watching this now, I didn't think much of this video back then. Now I watch it and I go, they're fucking hugging for six minutes. Yeah, that must have been uncomfortable. That's a long ass time. And how many takes did they do? Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, this is all one shot. Yeah. But they had to do it a couple times, I'm sure. And I'm you just know like, when someone hugs you for just a little too long and you're like, ugh. That's like a six-second yeah. hug. Yeah. Well, there's a, uh, they did a study yeah. where they said, uh, a true scientific study where they're like, to release like serotonin and all the good feel uh, hormones in you, a hug should last 22 seconds. Wow. That's way too fucking long. Maybe it's like that comedy rule about how something is funny, and then if you keep doing it, it gets annoying, but eventually it goes back around to being funny again. Like, oh, the hug, it'll feel good for a few seconds, like that initial pop, and then it'll be really uncomfortable because you're feeling too vulnerable. Yes. But if you if you push through if you push through that, then you like break through that wall and it's and it's like way better. You get to the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you push through your own vulnerability, you're just let let the hug point. happen. Yeah. That is a long time. He's got a good looking Dust Bowl 5 o'clock shadow. <laughs> exactly. Right now. Like, yeah. this, is the, this is the good looking Peter Gabriel. I'm going to make it big. Here we are in our Hooverville. And we just <laughs> came all the way out here to California yeah. because we heard that there would be jobs. But. Like, I seriously, when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah. I thought this was like a sad love song. <laughs> nope, it's a John Steinbeck album. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, that's funny that it's the exact... How old were you when you learned that? Were you still a teen, or did you learn that as an adult? About what the song is about? Yeah. I learned it like three days ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just looking at yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't learn about Johnny Got His Gun until later, but I think I was maybe in college. It wasn't yeah. just when I was researching this episode. Yeah, I yeah. researching this episode, I found that. Because I would... I I put this song on, on my slow jam tape sometimes. Um, okay, I, yeah. Um, just as like... Because, you know, sometimes I'm like, i gotta, I got to change it up a little bit and be a little deeper instead of putting, you know, New Edition and, and Bobby Brown on all of them. Yeah. I'd throw this in because I was deep. Did you say this is the last song on the album? Or I think it's the, no, it's the last, I think it's the last single. Oh, oh that's the last what you single said. Yeah, yeah. Well, if this is not the album closer, I'm surprised because it's... It feels like the closer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the eclipse passes and the sun is out again. Yeah. Oh my god, you know why? Because of the 22 second hug. They went through. Right, yeah. Oh, we just found another level. They this. held on. They held on. They and got to the good stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a really, really good song and a really good video that I've never seen before. But I like a simple concept executed well yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was really well done. Yeah. And I can so being a... T- and also like... It's less poppy, so you feel sophisticated being yeah. sad to this. Too. <laughs> yes, yeah, because because yeah. Peter Gabriel is not like an adult album, but it's not yeah. you know just exactly. what the kids are listening yeah. to. Yeah, you're sophisticated like about I'm, it. I'm I'm mature enough to understand that this is a sad song. Yeah, and yeah. I'm the only one who's mature enough to understand it. <laughs> right, because when you have when you have those emotions, you're the only one. Who feels them now or has ever felt them? <laughs> ever. In the history yes. of the human race. And only gets it like you get it. And Peter Gabriel. And Peter Gabriel, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if I was a teenager, I'd walk up to Peter Gabriel, I'd be like, hey, don't give up. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Hey, Mr. Gabriel, I know you don't even realize this, <laughs> but you wrote that song for me. Yeah, not about the you, Dust Bowl. Right. You <laughs> zeroed in on what I'm experiencing. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's what it is to be a teenager. Exactly. Uh, my favorite movie when I was in high school, once I saw it, and still in my top five, possibly top mm. three favorite movies, is Rushmore. Great movie. Uh, 
I saw it when it came out on video. I watched it with my best friend, and then I showed it to my other close friends and got everybody so, into it. So, because it came out like 97, 98? 98. I probably saw it in early 99 when I was finishing my junior year. Okay, yeah. So you're like 16 when this came out. Yes. Okay. I was okay. the age of Max Fisher. Oh my God. Okay. And uh, like with all Wes Anderson movies, the soundtrack's exquisite. Yes, it is. I mean, the, the soundtrack album to Rushmore may be my favorite album of all time. Wow. As much as a music snob as I am, my favorite album is maybe a soundtrack. That's great. That album... I bought a copy. My closest friends brought bought copies. Mm-hmm. Like when I remember driving around with my friends listening to the Rushmore soundtrack. Wow, a lot. That album meant a lot to me. I played it over That's and over again. Amazing. Through my senior year of high school and like the end of my junior. Wow, year. that's a long time. You went long on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now there's one song in the movie. It might be my favorite sequence mm-hmm. in the movie. And the song's not on the soundtrack. Because the Rolling Stones have an ongoing policy where they'll let their music be used in movies, mm-hmm. but it's not allowed to be on soundtrack albums. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Generally, that's their policy. And Wes Anderson loves the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. He uses their music all the time, and it's not on any of the albums. So, uh, just for example, Bottle Rocket has 2,000 Man in it. Oh, yeah. Royal Tenenbaums has She Smiled Sweetly and Ruby Tuesday. Okay. And Darjeeling Limited has Play With Fire. And Rushmore has I Am Waiting. Okay. None of those appear on their respective soundtrack albums. But I was so into the movie and the soundtrack album that I bought the album Aftermath by the mm-hmm. Rolling Stones because it had I Am Waiting. Oh, wow. And it's still one of my favorite Rolling Stones I am songs. not sure if... I'm sure I will know this because of the Rushmore uh, song. Yeah, Maybe and it's can... great because it's, the, it's this extended sequence. It's this montage where they play the song in full and there's no dialogue. She's my Rushmore, Max. Yeah, I know. She's mine too. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. God, this makes me. I need to see Rushmore again. Wes Anderson likes these folky, yeah. quiet Stone songs. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. I might not even have thought this was the Stones. Because I associate them with just the harder rock. This is also after Max has gotten kicked out of Rushmore, and yeah. uh, it's funny hearing your take on Rushmore because, like, you were a teen, and yeah. this is like a teen movie to you, kind of. Kind of, yes. I was super into this. Movie. Yeah, and for me, when I saw, it, I was like, "This is amazing," but this is a amazing indie film. That too, and yeah. uh, we also thought it was hilarious. Yeah, because it's a yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just so interesting the tech. Because I just said, "Oh, look at this interesting, quirky yeah. indie film." I don't necessarily think of it as a teen movie, yeah. but for you and your friends, you're like, "Oh, this is a total teen movie." The Margaret Yang is the girl who yes. has a cr- crush on Max, and he won't give her the time of day. But he's stupid because she's super cute. Oh, she's awesome. I mean, she's no Miss Cross, but. Who is? Who is? Really? I mean, come on. Oh God! Yeah. She gives his dad the little plant, and then oh, this this part breaks my heart. Where she notices he's like he wouldn't come to the door, and his dad clearly lied and said he's not oh, home. Oh yeah! And then she just sees him sitting in the window. Oh my God! I've got to see this again. <laughs> he's such a prick. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, they're just eating a shitty TV dinner. Yeah. But like, he's he wants Miss Cross. He doesn't have her. Miss Cross is alone. Yeah. Margaret Yang has a crush on him, and he's not interested. Like, no, but everyone's lonely. Yeah, everyone's lonely. And then there's this song about waiting for someone to come out of somewhere. Yeah, God, that fits so great. It really does. Wes Anderson is good at soundtracks. Yes, he knows music. Yeah. I mean, this album, this Stones album, has Paint It Black and Under My Thumb and oh, Lady I like Under My Thumb and Lady Jane. It's a cracker of an album. Under and th- I just listened to this song over and over. That's again. so funny. If I, mean, I had had it on record and cassette, I would have worn out. What that. year was that album? 66? Okay. 65 or 66, I think. Under My Thumb's really good song. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's the Stones. Yeah. They're the best. Uh, but yeah, that Rushmore was a big part of my teen angsty. I wasn't as angsty at that point as I was when I was 14 and listening to Metallica. Yeah, but still, though. Uh, but that was a wistful song. And uh, as much as I listened to the official soundtrack, that was my favorite song. And it That's wasn't funny. technically on the soundtrack. So. Yeah. I wanted to show the scene from the movie. I love that movie now. I gotta see it again. We got one clip left. Yeah. This is a song that you mentioned before. Mentioned before. And I brought it up again. Yep. We're finally gonna watch it and listen We're to going it. We're to, going to Howard Jones, No One Is to Blame. Yes. Which, you know I love Synergy, ties into this uh, part of the movie. Uh, not the song itself, but the, yeah. there's this there's the lyrics. There's this lyrics that uh, she loves him and you love her, but you don't... Know, it's just it's like the, the it's the Alanis Morissette yeah. thing. It's the <laughs> that she stole. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that was your hot take. That's that my hot Alanis take. Morissette's. Uh, I was going to say you ought to know, but it's ironic. Ironic rips off the style that, of yeah the, the theme yeah. The thematic uh, elements of Howard Jones's. No one is to blame. Is this on the pretty pretty? No, this person? is not. Okay. This is this is not. This is uh, this is his own. But you remember listening to this as a teen. And oh, like, God, yeah. Unrequited love. Yeah. I mean, that's what most teenage boils that's down That's really to. what it was all, yeah. Generally not being understood. Yeah. And specifically having a crush on someone who doesn't like you. Back. Which most of my ex was that. Yeah. And by the way, that lasts also into adulthood. You just <laughs> learn to deal with it. Better. Yeah. You just, <laughs> you just drink. Although, you, I mean, you've been with your wife for a while. Very long time. Yeah. Yes. So. Um... But yeah, this was always like I first of all I love this. this is my favorite Howard Jones song. Yeah. But you'll hear now you'll hear the Yeah. Yeah. Totally stole song. Yeah. Yeah. You can feel the punishment. You can't get the sin. Yeah. Uh, this is you want her, she wants him. Yep, we want everyone. No one's to blame. It's just shit sucks. We want everyone. Yeah, that's, right. that's just greedy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, at the time you're just like, yeah, 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 and you know, like, no one's to blame. Just bullshit. That's a good message for an NXT team <laughs> yeah. who's who's stuck in their first unrequited love situation to get the message that like, hey, it's nobody's fault. This just happens sometimes. Yeah. But you can't blame those people for you not getting what yeah, you Yeah, exactly. Want. You can't get mad at them. Yeah. It's just, it happens. Yeah. You're the fastest runner. You're not allowed to win. Yeah. You can you can ask, please. You can say it three times. <laughs> Doesn't but mean you're, you're going to get it. you're probably still not going to get what you want. Yeah. If you did, it would be, probably be the first time. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, this is a good song, and I, I never heard song. it until your Don't At Me, and then I oh. went and listened to it. This is, uh, this is like, I think from the second or third album, Howard Jones has like six or seven monster hits. Yeah. He had a ton of hits in the 80s. And then what happened? He just... It's the 80s ended. Yeah, yeah, well, the yeah. 80s ended, and now he, like, you know... Kurt Cobain ruined everyone's Kurt career. Kurt Cobain fucked it up. <laughs> Actually, you know what it was? It was hair metal. Oh. Hair metal came, and this became, you know... Kicked lame. out all the new wavers. Yeah. Not that this is new wave. Yeah. It's pop. Well, Howard Jones started off really new wavey pop, yeah. and then he got more and more pop. This is the album that a ton song. Uh, this single, this was produced by Phil Collins. Oh, and right. And he's right. doing the drums on this. The man who ruined Genesis. The man who made Genesis better, I think you mean. <laughs> well, we were just talking about how great Peter Gabriel is. As so, a solo so artist. So make up your mind. Oh, you don't like the Lamb Lies Down on Broadway? No. Fuck that Genesis version. <laughs> I, I'm on record going, Peter Gabriel Genesis sucks. Yeah. But um, uh, Genesis Invisible Touch Forward sucks. Okay. Uh, oh, that's surprising. So I'm including in- Invisible Touch or yes. After? Okay. Invisible Touch and After sucks. So you think the song Invisible Touch sucks? Yeah, I didn't like it. I'm surprised by that. But I was like knee deep of like uh, no jacket required. No, that's not Genesis. That's but, Genesis. But. Uh, I liked Abacab. Okay. Man on the Corner. Uh, his, their best song is just a job to do. That's a fucking jam. Oh, what about I Can't Dance? Oh, it's so bad. Or Land of Confusion? Oh, that's horrible. Oh, that video creeps. Yeah. Um, how about this? Mike and the Mechanics, yes or no? Very much no. <laughs> Living Years? Oh, boy. That's a gross song if I ever heard one. It's no, no one is to blame. At this point, Kirk, I still have no idea what you're going to like or dislike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very specific. Yeah. In my you could, if when I played one, if you had been like, "Oh, I love this song," I would have been like, eh, "It's like one of those random things." Kirk's like, "Kirk's a freaking weirdo." Yeah. So all of your teen angst, man, is real pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because it's like for like I said, it's not like teenage angst of like. As we talked before, I'm a very optimistic person. No, it's, it's, it's very cush life. Super on brand yeah. for you. Like your angst isn't really. It's there's no anger in it. It's no. just like, oh man. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I wish it, it, it all boils down to like, God, I wish this girl liked me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, that was really that was really my angst, and right. I I mean I generally felt it. And these songs made me feel it. But I mean I had such a I blessed with such a a, a good family life that I was never like no. I'll, Fuck! This is bullshit. It was just all yeah. Mine too. I yeah. had I had nothing to be angsty about. Yeah, and like I said at the at the top of the show, at a, to, at a certain extent, uh, at that age, you're just like trying on personalities. Yeah, you're contriving a personality for yourself. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to try to be an angsty, angry for no reason. Yeah, I, I was angry at nothing, but yeah. I'm just like just. Hormones are just boiling inside yeah. you, and you're just like, ah. Yeah, it's right. You're you're <laughs> hormonal, and you don't know who you are at the same time. Yeah. So you can't process those hormones because you haven't found yourself yet. Right. So you're just like, I'll try this. This should work. Right. And you feel like a World War One soldier <laughs> with locked in syndrome. <laughs> that was Paul's same thing. That was Paul's childhood. Yeah. Six and one half dozen. It's all the, the same. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> I understand what it is to be locked in. <laughs> because I was a 14-year-old once. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Proof that um, I knew what to do. I'm the worst person. <laughs>
But we all are when we're teens. Well, yeah, that's what teens Except for you. You seem like you must have been real charming because you were just sort of... Uh, I think I had my moments of being an asshole, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but no, that was a good... That I don't good. think we've ever gotten more personal. <laughs> no! Than we bared our episode. souls? Yeah. But we're done bearing our souls. That's it for this episode of Music Raygun. Thanks for listening. Uh, Music Raygun is hosted by me, Paul Champanelli, and by... Me, Kirk Pinchon. Our theme music is by Josh McDonald. Our credit music is Ray Gun by Bad Bad Not Good and Ghostface Killer. If you like the show, please take a moment to rate and review us on the podcast app of your choice. It'll help other people find out about it. And if you know someone who might like music, Ray Gun, please tell them about us because word of mouth is the best way to share the podcast. Until next time, see ya! See ya.